from Hamster Wheel Publishing. This is Freewheeling. The show that answers your questions about veterinary business and leadership. With me, Dr. Dave Nichol. Hi, welcome back to the next episode of the Freewheeling Podcast. Uh, veterinary business Q&A answered by me, Dr. Dave Nichol, your uh, uh, adventurous host. I was going to say gracious, but that's probably not even close to true. Um, right, so interesting stuff for this episode. Um, this is the second time we've had to record uh, an episode where we tried to be out in this really cool alleyway that's got some awesome uh, graffiti behind us, but we keep nearly getting run over by smart cars and uh, delivery delivery drivers and post office uh, offensive post office workers. Not that all post office workers are offensive, just indeed this one was and was uttering things that were not broadcastable. So we decided to bring it back in. Also, the wind noise was pretty bad and we're in, in Brighton which is quite windy so what's happening in this life so far today well awesome stuff and we are getting really close to the 20,000 downloads on the blunt dissection podcast which is super exciting never really expected that to do more than you know two or three hundred plays in a month and over the course of the last year we've we've done 20,000 we're doing more than 4,000 plays in a month now, which blows my brain. There's even 4,000 of you out there that would want to listen to that. So good on you. Hope you're liking it. And this is, of course, the little sister um, podcast and YouTube show to that called Ask the Vet. Now, um, if you want, just as a celebration of hitting that 20,000 mark, um, we are offering someone the chance to win a signed copy of the Sawyer Vet Now What book, a Vetex beanie, uh, vegan beanie, and a Vetex uh, awesome computer sticker. So there's three bits of merch up for grabs. If you want to win that merch, then just send us a picture of you doing something related to blunt dissection. I will leave the something up to you, but you've got to post a photo of that on Instagram. Uh, you've got to tag me and you've got to tell us something that you like or some way that the podcast has impacted you in a positive way. Maybe it's a guest, maybe it's a bit of advice, um, maybe it's just my soothing, lilting, dulcet Scottish tones. Hmm, maybe. <laughs> um, so if you want to do that, just post into onto Instagram. You have to follow me or like my stuff. Uh, tag me up, post your photo, and post a little comment in there. We will choose a winner in the next couple of days because we are going to go through that 20,000 mark. Bam! Happy about that. That good news, Emma? Very good news. Emma actually is... Uh, Emma, show them you because everyone else always asks who Emma is. So um, get Emma on the show. There we go. There's Emma. Hi. There you go. Um, so there you go, now you know who Emma is. And the question today does not come from Emma, it comes from Jess. Now, Jess uh, has sent in a really interesting question, one that I bet lots of you have struggled with, um, either in the management capacity or on the receiving end, uh, in the employee capacity. Um, and the question is, uh, Jess says, she's never had a great experience with appraisals or annual reviews. Um, and she wonders how they can be improved to have a better outcome for both the, the appraiser and the appraisee um, on both sides of the fence. So great question. So the number one piece of advice I have for people doing appraisals to improve them for everybody is just stop. They suck. And they almost never achieve what they set, you set out to achieve. So they're, 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 they're really the thing that veterinarians or veterinary managers or a lot of small business owners do in order to 
think that they're doing performance management, um, air quotes. Um, and so once a year, you basically have this meeting where you are going to have a one-to-one -one conversation about how the employee has gone for the year running up to that point in time. And particularly if you're British, this applies, but I'm sure it applies all over the world. Um, if something bad happens, we Brits don't like to give sort of straight and honest feedback. We much prefer the passive aggressive tutting or complaining about it to somebody else or bitching about it to somebody else behind their back. So when we get to the once a year review, we have this awesome sort of sacrosanct space where we can take the gloves off. But again, we feel a little awkward about that, so we, you know, we actually try and dress it up. And so we deliver what is called the shit sandwich, right? And the shit sandwich goes something like this. So Emma, um, really glad you're with, with the business. Um, you know, uh, you've been great in so many ways. Uh, the team love you, but here's my <laughs> litany of problems with your performance that I actually don't think you're doing a good job that then we then go through and basically it's just a beat down after a beat down on Emma. And, and it, it might look like, hey, you filled out your performance evaluation form and I filled out mine and you gave yourself fives and I gave you ones and now we have this sort of sparring match where it's just awkward and nobody likes each other after that. Um, but we, we like to put a little bit of jam on the other side of the poo sandwich and then we're like, but hey, you're a really nice person so here's a tiny pay rise you know, as the, the closing side of the, the, the poo sandwich. So all that achieves is Emma's left thinking, say, what? Was that good? Was that bad? Like, I feel awful. And why did nobody tell me I was doing a bad job? All these things that I supposed to have been doing wrong. Bad move. And that's why appraisals largely fall down because they, they impact people's self-esteem. Um, they put managers and employees in a position where they're locking horns over um, subjective opinions. Uh, and, and the feedback is miles from the time when the actual problem was occurring. Bad in all senses, okay? So here's what we can do differently. The, the once a year meeting should actually not be a review meeting, but a planning meeting. So it should be forward looking. Set your goals and objectives for however long, a month, three months, six months, 12 months. What does the year ahead look like? What does the employee want to achieve? How is that aligned with what the business wants to achieve? Those things need to be lined up. So we need to set what are called objectives, okay? Um, next thing we then work out is, okay, so if I need Emma, for example, when she joined me, uh, bless her soul, joined the craziness. Um, she had no idea that she was in for, she thought she was just getting a little bit of an admin position and now she does everything, uh, including uh, filming and her arms will start trembling shortly. Um, uh, editing, publishing, posting the content all around our social sites or to our social media partner, um, uh, Caitlin. And, and like then managing my diary and then writing blogs. And so there's, there's, she's gotten big into the content, managing the VetX community, things like that. So it's a role that's developed and expanded. So what we've had to do is say, okay, here's what we think the first three months is gonna look like. Here's what you don't know, which in that stage is everything. So what I'm not going to do is wait to get to the end of those three months while Emma's been sort of muddling through and then go, oh, by the way, you did all of this wrong. So we're gonna have check-in meetings, like, so for example, we are building out the Vetex global entry community at the minute, and we're putting a lot of content in there. And so rather than put everything up in a one-hour and then find out that she's done it wrong and, and then have to redo everything, we're like, okay, let's 
do a bit of editing. So learn the editing software, do a little bit of editing, see what the quality is like. Is that to the required standard? If it is, great. If it's not, what adjustments do we need to make? What additional training would we need to do? And then, okay, now go and do a whole episode. Great, is that looking good? Okay, fine. If it is, if it's not, what do we need to adjust? And then, so that's not micromanaging, that's teaching or mentoring or coaching up until the point where we think that quality is good enough. Now Emma can go and do the whole thing. Job done, okay? Um, our, our job as a manager is done. So what I'm doing there is I've set an objective to have the VetX community live two weeks from now. We've identified what skill gaps are there, used training to fill those skill gaps, checked in frequently, increase or decreasing frequency as Emma's skill levels improved to the point where I don't need to check in with her about that now. She's got it, she's got it covered and two weeks from now she'll be telling me how to do things better, okay? That's the way performance management should work. Set an objective, then your check-in, how frequently you have to do that depends on the skill level of the person involved. So if you're bringing a new vet into your practice, chances are they know what a syringe is and a vaccine is and a dog is. That's sort of veterinary 101, right? We're hoping. Um, and so what we have to just teach them is what's our version of doing a vaccine? What does that exam room experience look like? How do we answer the phone? How do we greet the clients? What's our uniform like? And then we check in, probably leave that a week and go, okay, how are you getting on with your exam room? Any problems there? Is the standard of care okay for you? Um, is there any other training you need? No, perfect, great, on you go. And then we're checking in based on whatever performance measures we've set moving forward, whether it's um, number of procedures booked, whether it's number of great reviews on Google from our clients, whether it's average transaction value, whatever it is that you like to look at, that becomes part of the objective you set in the first place, and that's how you measure performance. You never leave a surprise. You know, that's the problem with appraisals. There should never be any surprises, okay? And so the review is actually an ongoing micro-review process as you go through the year, okay? Not one big poo sandwich at the end of the year. So when you get to the end of the year, you should be able to look back and go, wow, I came a long way or did a lot of stuff. And both you and your manager should be aware of what that journey was and what it looks like. So that next year you can go, okay, well, what things did you do really well? What things are you enjoying? What direction can we take you that aligns with the business needs? And that's just an ongoing conversation. That's what good performance management looks like. So the appraisal, I don't think has a particular place in, in performance review unless you're into disciplinary and you've been having a lot of conversations and actions not being taken, then it has a place. And then you actually want it to be an uncomfortable experience because you need somebody to change for the better or get off the bus, right? But it doesn't have a place in, you know, that's disciplinary performance management. It doesn't have a place for me in, in what I consider to be performance management, which is just getting somebody to do their job well and then getting the hell out of their way so they can do it. Um, so there you go. It's a wider answer, but the appraisal to me is a no-no. Um, you should be looking for clear objectives, clear guidance and training on what's expected, and then regular check-ins. That's a far smarter way to have a better relationship with your team if you're a leader, or with your, your leader if you're part of the team. Okay, sound good? Got it, excellent. So if you like that answer, um, please leave a comment if it's YouTube you're watching on, leave a, leave a comment there. If it's uh, SoundCloud or iTunes you're listening to in the audio version, please leave us a little review, a star rating. We appreciate those. Um, and 
please send in your questions. Um, you can send them on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, or to email. Um, the, the handle is always uh, hashtag or, or, or um, at Dr. Dave Nickel, D-A-V-E-N-I-C-O-L. Um, everyone that gets a question answered, we will send you a signed copy of the So You're a Vet Now uh, book. Um, so thank you for watching, thank you for listening. Be safe, be well, be happy. Dr. Dave, out. <laughs>